Pulls up the three. Boom! Knocks it down. Curry from the corner at three. Puts it in. For overtime. Makes it. Garrett. Welcome to the MVP cast from me, Mark Woods. Hope your summer's going great. Now we promised you some special editions this off season and what better time than a big event on home soil. The Commonwealth Games begin this weekend in the mighty city of Birmingham. The 3X3 version of the game on display. England's men and women getting places as hosts. Scotland's men and women making it through qualification tournaments. And the games held on an outdoor court right in the heart of the city in the old Smithfield market. It's going to be a fun watch. So let's hear from each of the UK teams who'll be lining up for the show. Scotland women first with an initial group that also includes Australia, Kenya and Sri Lanka. So a good draw for them. Their coach, Donnie McDonald, with an all-WBBL lineup of Kennedy Leonard of London Lions, Shan Phillips of the now-defunct Caledonia Pride, Hannah Robb of Leicester Riders and Claire Paxton of Essex Rebels. Now they've had a few tournaments to tune up for the games and I asked Claire what the prep's been like for the squad. It's been it's been very different from how you would prepare for five on five because during the three X three games the coach isn't actually with you on the bench, so a lot of it has to revolve around how the players kind of get along with each other and play with each other. So we've had a lot more input for ourselves than you would usually um, kind of working out what we want to do and how we think we're most effective um, but we've had a lot of a lot of practice against actual different oppositions rather than just training it's a bit harder to train for because there's only four four to six people in the squad so um, we've been going and playing against other people it's been really good for learning to play with each other and yourself Sean, Kennedy, Hannah, I mean, you know, players, you all kind of know each other's games a little bit from being around at the WBBL, but, you know, how, what's the what's the sort of team building and, I guess, strategy been, building been like over the last week with your coach, Donnie McDonald, and, you know, going through your warm-up tournaments in, in like, the Netherlands last weekend? How, have you, how do you kind of hone that chemistry? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot easier than with a bigger squad as well like as you say there's just four of us so we're spending a lot of time together and really it's just the four of us all the time so we've gotten to know each other pretty well with all the traveling we've been doing and stuff so um and then on the court again you have to learn how each other plays but again it's just four of you so you only have to know how three other people play it's a lot easier to adjust and um, adapt your game to to each other it's, it's a kind of unusual pr- tournament to predict because you know teams are coming in with different lineups and you know some teams play a lot on tours some pe- you know teams don't are coming in as refresh but with Scotland there's always that sort of mentality when you're going to Commonwealth it's you know sort of the underdogs and you know taking that mentality up against the you know the big nations or whatever and um, is that an attitude that you guys will use in your favour in Birmingham? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think with the game of 3x3 it's so fast you know 10 minutes it's over anything can happen because a really good team or on paper a really good team could shoot badly for 10 minutes and we could um as you say maybe if we're an underdog we could shoot amazingly for 10 minutes and then we beat one of the big nations um so it it leaves a bit more um 
opportunity to cause upsets and um, kind of take people off guard from what you'd expect. The other three home nation teams um, all run Gold Coast. And Scotland's women, slightly controversially, perhaps a little unfairly, were left at home when they essentially selected the teams or some of the teams to go to it. What does it mean for you guys to have, and you and Hannah have been there the longest, but to get this sort of opportunity, particularly with a Scotland vest on, to play in a, a competition that will have eyeballs on it and you know, that will, will capture the public's interest? Yeah, it's really it's exciting like for Scottish basketball to see see it being competed at on one of the biggest stages in the world. It's it's going to be really good for the sport and hopefully help it grow more in Scotland and in the UK. Um and it means it's always an honor to put on the Scotland vest and play at su- as you say such a um, big exposure um event. So, it's really exciting. Do you take some confidence with with Kennedy signing up for this? You know, the you know, see, American raised Scottish mums, so much success with with London Lions, and we, as we saw in the qualifiers and largs, you know, I'd, a player that other teams will fear and respect, and and will will be a threat. Do you, do you see that as a great asset to have someone like her who's who can do lots of different things and can change games? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's a a great player and has a an amazing impact on the on the team and the game she fits into whatever role you need her to do so if other people are scoring she's amazing at facil- facilitating the ball to other people but then as well she's a great scorer so i think um that's a, a different side that some people might see of her uh playing in the 3x3 that she gets a lot more opportunities to get her own baskets and score a lot a lot more compared to when she's um playing the point guard at london and she facilitates her teammates a lot she's a very well-rounded player you said a big stage your family no stranger these, these big stages your daddy and you know scotland international in the rugby pitch a, a lion best of the best of these aisles um i know you won't remember his playing days but how much has has that been a help having a parent who's, who's been there and done it yeah i think he, he understands like um the level of competition and kind of how to prepare for it and things like that so it's always nice to have someone that um relates to what you're what you're doing and what you're training and like the reason that you uh sacrifice other things maybe to to reach a goal you know did you uh, grew up seeing some of his games i mean you know youtube or you know clips or videos in the house he probably were videos rather than dvds even but you know how much how much did you have a chance to kind of really understand the magnitude of, of just how good a player he was? Uh, probably, honestly, not very much. Like, I've seen a few <laughs> a few clips, but you know, it was it was a f- quite a few years before I was born, and um, I think back in those, it's not like today when whatever we do is on a little digital file and can be easily easily found, you know. But I've I've seen him play a bit. I think I know know more from just how many people seem to know who he is and whatever. Anytime I speak to someone, they, they always bring up my dad. So I think that shows how, like, the impact he had on, on rugby and, and in Scotland. Were you ever tempted into rugby or was it always basketball? I think it was always basketball. I think I prefer the indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of mud and hard Yeah, tackling. exactly. And a bit, a bit cleaner and maybe safer. 
to an extent. Um, the group itself, you know, Australia, Scotland, Kenya, Sri Lanka, um, I mean, on paper, the Aussies would be favourites. Scotland, you probably second favourites in that. What's the level of ambition, though, for you guys as a quartet? I think... Um... At the end of the day, it's just about going in and executing the game plan that we want to play. I think we, we've we definitely got a good chance ahead of us. Like the draw, as you say, is is pretty, pretty favourable. And um, even Australia is a little bit of an unknown because they've not really competed at 3x3 before. So we could have, with our preparation, there's always a chance, as I say, with those short 10 minute games, anything can happen. Um, but I'm sure every game is going to be a, like a tough battle. It's fast-paced and you just got to go out and execute what we want to do, play confidently and like rise to the occasion and hopefully we can um, pull out a few few wins and make it through to the next round. And I guess, like the man in 2018, you wouldn't mind a shot at the English. Oh, of course not. That's always... And especially with the English team, it's um, almost an easier one to prepare for because we kind of know the players on the team a little bit better. Kennedy plays with um, one of them. Um, so it would be a fun one to to play against. Maybe a little bit extra competition there, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you very well for it, Claire. Thank you. Now, lots of expectations, of course, on the host, the eyeballs on them, the men and women playing in FIBA competitions over the last year to get fully ready for the competition in Brum. The men coached by a medalist from the games of 2006 in Melbourne, Julius Joseph. They start out against Australia, who don't play a lot of 3x3, New Zealand, who do, and Trinidad and Tobago. Now, current GB international, Miles Hessen, is going to be the local boy made good, was carrying the baton this week through his home city. He's in the team alongside Jamel Anderson, Orlan Jackman, and a new face on the scene. Kane Henry, coming out of college at Jacksonville State University, soon to head off to his first pro stop in Germany. But does he feel that he snuck into this illustrious lineup on the blind side? Yes, yes and no at the same time, because um, three on three is, is it's a really different ball game. I never really saw myself playing it because I never, I just, I just thought it wouldn't be that exciting for me. But, you know, I spoke to my coach, she invited me down to camp, got the, made the selection. And, you know, I, I ended up liking it. The game's a lot faster, and it actually plays to my play style. You know, I'm I'm very I'm very quick. I'm very so you know I get to it's easy to blow by my guys on offense. And another thing as well, it very it, it's able to showcase my uh, my abilities, especially on defense, because um I'm a very good on ball defender. So that highlights a lot of my stuff. And you know, it's just a big big platform, so I get to like really showcase what I can do for real. 3x3, I mean, both both the men's and women's teams for, for England and Scotland as well are, are taking players who, you know, have played some 3x3, but it's not their, it's not the day job, it's not what you normally do. Have you sat no, down, down and studied this at all? You know, watch tape or looked and see what, or read up, or what, what, what are those little nuances that make a great 3x3 player? Um, yes, I have. At first, I was wondering, like, how different the game would be. So my coach, he showed me some clips from, you know, um, tournament, different tournaments, other countries playing against each other. And one thing I realized was the physicality of the game. It's, it's a lot different from regular 5 on 5 basketball. And there's a lot of rules that, for example, the shot clock 
instead of it being 24 seconds, it's 30 seconds in America, by the way, um, it's, it's 12 seconds. So you really, you really have to, you know, stay alert because decisions happen quick, like bam, bam, you know, next thing you know, change the possession. And it's, 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 it's not a lot to get used to for real, but it's very easy to learn, very easy to adapt to. And I think I adjusted quite well. What's it like for you having this experience now? Um, you know, Commonwealth on home soil, friends and family able to come and watch this, people that you know be able to see this on television. Um, what's it mean to you to, to be part of this? Um, it's definitely an honour, um, especially to have, to have the Commonwealth Games being hosted so close to home. My, my family and friends have never, never really been able to see me perform in person. Like I've, I've had all these great stuff being said about me, having all these great performances out in America. And I've never really had the chance to, you know, show out in front of family and friends. Uh, I'm going to have my mom down here. She's here with me right now uh, doing this media stuff. Hopefully she can come down for the games and, you know, just make her proud, especially at this stage of representing Great Britain in the Commonwealth Games. And um, I've also represented... GB a couple of times for the FIBA European Championships under 18s and under 20s two times in a row. So just leveling up from that to the Commonwealth stage is even more of an honor. You know, it, it just it just goes to show how much how much um, hard work and de- dedication that guys have put into this, including myself. Do you feel that this is a a sort of springboard for you because you're, you're getting to play with two guys who are in the current GB team. And so, you know, you're, you're seeing up close the benchmark of what they do. I mean, you're coming back now you've played, you know, under 16, under 18, as you said, I mean, it, is the, is the aim now to go right next few years? I want to be in this GB senior team. Um, always definitely. Uh, my, my aim is always to, you know, support basketball England, whatever they, they, they can, they want to do. If they, they need me to, you know, contribute in any way. I'm always there for that. So it's, it's, I say it's def- definitely a springboard. It shows that, I mean, if, you know, when we're able to, you know, achieve something in these games, it would just go to show that, you know, we, we can do this on, on a bigger stage when we play, when I, well, if I ever play for the senior team. So does that. America's over. Um, senior year done, Jacksonville State, trip to the tourney, terrific experience. What What's these few years stateside been like for you? Um, definitely a wonderful, very, it's a different experience, wonderful experience. Something I definitely cherish and I'll, you know, carry with me for the rest of my life. Because probably going to be the most fun I've had throughout my life. Um, you know, just being out in America, experiencing different things, different culture, foods, all that. It's, it's definitely something to, uh, to live through. In regards to basketball, it's definitely a whole different ball game out there. Being out there, you can clearly see like America is just on a different level compared to the rest of the world, and um, I think that was definitely able to help me uh, improve, grow, and adapt my game to uh, what it's become now, and um, hopefully make it onto the big stage out there. That is my end game goal. If anything, like the, the NBA dream isn't dead yet; it's still there. But being out in America, it's it's a, it's a really special thing, especially um, playing in March Madness. I mean, that's that's like every college athlete's childhood's dream. Like, there's guys that grow up watching watching that, and even myself, I didn't really think too much of it growing up. March Madness, you know, when I got to America, I only understood then how big it actually was. So being on that stage, 
the, the atmosphere is crazy. Like, that's that's probably like the highest platform after the NBA, like just for guys to get, you know, scouted, recruited, signed contracts to make it to the NBA. Was it nice to bookend it though with that? Because yeah, that's that's the big thing. Yeah, that's the big show when you know, that there's all the attention and the, you know the spotlight that goes on that, and you know, in a sense of to find the perfect ending to the college days. That that's other than obviously winning it, but that that surely was it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, March Madness, great experience. I think my my moment that I cherish the most. It was just you know playing with my guys, my teammates. Uh, that team right there, very 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 special team. Love them guys like they're my brothers, and um, you know playing with them throughout the season, it's fun, memorable, and just knowing that we we accomplished something that you know most most like mid major teams don't don't get to do. So just just being able to do that with them them there is just really really special for me. So now you're a pro. So the obvious question is, what next? Been waiting for this my whole life, but it's about that time I start getting paid doing what I love. You know, I've put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this sport ever since I was uh, seven years old. And, um, you know, it's just it's about that time, you know. One thing I want to do is repay everyone that's contributed to my journey. And because um, I couldn't... I, wouldn't have gotten here without them, especially my mom and my coaches. Just, I just want to pay them back in any way I could. What's what's the evaluation process been, been, you know, like for you? I mean, what, what's the right situation for you this first year out of college? I'll say I'll say this to a lot of guys. If guys ask me like what school to go towards, one thing you never want to do is just go somewhere just for like uh, the name of it. What you want is a situation that's going to benefit you the most. So. Number one thing to look out for is, do you have a good relationship with the head coach? And thankfully, I did. Um, my coach recruited me back at my community college in Florida. And um, he came to my games. The assistant coach called me almost every day asking how I am. Came, uh, both the coaches flew down to my practices. They came down from Alabama, flew down to Florida just, just to watch me play and um, just to watch me practice at that. So that right there uh, showed to me that they were invested, and what you want, what you want, is a coach that's invested in you. So that's that's a ticking point right there, and you just want to know if like what your role on the team is gonna be. Like, you don't want to waste your years there because most guys, you know, they go America just like you know just to say, oh, I went to America or I can do this and that. That's not the case. Like your your goal and your aim should be to yeah get to America. And have an impact on your team, help your team. Like, what do you want to do to help your team win? So, if you if you are able to like find what you want to do to help your team win, you go look for that first, and then you know find the right place for you, find the right school for you. It doesn't have to be a a major, major, big school. You can start off at a low school, work your way up, and see what happens from there. So, with the club move now, um, obviously there will be offers. I'm sure there will be offers in in, in this country as well. I mean, coming back from the States a few years ago, people would have gone, don't touch the BBL. Now there's there's investment in, there's there's bigger ambitions from, from London Lions, but other teams as well. Does it feel looking, coming back now, that this league at home is is a more attractive proposition for you than it would have been when you left? Um, attraction's always been the same. It's never really been my look. 
in terms of what I want to achieve as an individual, I'm always to look. To, I'm always trying to play at the highest level. And oh, I, I forgot to say this, but um, I'm going to be playing in Germany next season for a pro A team mm-hmm. for the following year. But back to what I was saying. Uh, Can you name names? Uh, the name, the name of the team. Yes, Kirkheim Knights. And some pro, so pro, pro A, great, a great league. It's a great, cha- a great yeah, sort of yeah. fresh showcase for you. Yeah. But in regards to the BBL, I, I, I still think it's, it's a it's a great league, and what they're pushing to do is you know it's 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 good for the league. Gets uh gets its name out there in Europe as being could possibly one day be in the you know top division, well top league to play in in the future. So does that. But it's still the NBA dream. Definitely, I'm trying to <laughs> shoot for the moon and probably miss and aim for the stars instead. You know. Well, we wish you good luck with that and with the Commonwealth Games and um, go hoop and Birmingham. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, that's England's men. The women, though, were silver medalists, of course, in Gold Coast four years ago when it was traditional five-on-five basketball. Steph Collins, now the coach of a quartet that comprises Shanice Beckford-Norton, Sheridan Green, Stanford's NCAA champ Hannah Jump, and the all-stager of this group, Chantel Handy. Now, their pool in the first round, a tougher one, with Canada, New Zealand and British Virgin Islands. Handy though, 35 years young with over 100 caps coming back to the WBBL to join the new Caledonia Gladiators this summer as both player and assistant coach. But 3x3, a new territory and a new challenge for her. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's the first time I've probably put on an England jersey as a senior player. So I'm excited about that, of course. It's my first Commonwealth Games. And the fact that it's in Birmingham is even better. I mean, we had London in London, and then now we have Birmingham. It's like two major competitions in your home country. Not many people can say that it's happened. So it's very exciting times for all of us. Does that does it mean a lot, particularly at this stage of your career? Not to say you're veteran, but you are, and um, to yes, get I a am. chance to sort of have this because we've never Olympics apart, we've never hosted a standalone major basketball tournament here. But you know, you you get a chance for. Your friends, family, you know, to, to actually see you in action and, you know, with a trophy on the line. Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. I mean, I think just like, for example, I keep going back to the Olympics, but just having that home crowd and having your family and your friends around and the support that you get is just, you can't really explain it, to be honest. And I think, you know, I think a lot, me and the girls are excited that we get to have our families there and, you know, and can support us all the way. And obviously, you know, we want to be competitive and we want to, try and go as far as we can go so having that support on the sideline is going to be huge what do you feel the expectation level is because you know 3x3 it's hard to tell because you know teams don't play yeah. each other that often if mm-hmm. at all but you, you've you've had build-up tournaments you've had experience you're, you've had the camp yeah. what expectation have you all put on yourselves you know i think with the players that have been selected, you know, we're very competitive, all of us. You know, everybody wants to win. And I think that's, of course, our mentality is we want to win and we want to go as far as we can. We obviously know that this is international level and, you know, Canada and Australia are going to be strong. New Zealand is going to be strong. Um, so our expectation is high, but, you know, we've got to take game by game. And then the problem is with this game is 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes and you don't have time to mess up. And you can also be up a few points and the game can come back within a minute. You hit two two twos and a one and then you know it's like the game is so fast that you can't you can't lose focus so i think our main focus is to just 
focus on each game and just compete because we know that we have the caliber of players to compete in this competition. How much did you want this opportunity? I mean, it's been obviously been hanging around for a few years because we've known that Birmingham have had had the games for for a few years now. I mean, you've you've played in Eurobasket, you've played in Olympics, but what was your feeling when you you knew this was on the horizon? Was it something actively that you had pondered wanting to be in this England team? I think you know I've always wanted to be in the Commonwealth, and I think when they said we weren't going to have the five on five. I thought, oh, there's my chance. I'm probably not going to get the opportunity to do it. And then three on three came up last summer, obviously for the first time within getting prepared for the games. And honestly, I went into camp just to kind of help out with Steph. And, you know, she's like, can you just come in and maybe work out a bit? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then actually I started to like really enjoy it. And I thought, well, you know what? If she wants to pick me, then I think it's great for me to, you know, it's an opportunity to play in the calm games and, you know, I can bring in my experience and I think we've we've got a great balance of like young and, you know, experienced players. And But I think in this game, it's it really doesn't matter. I think it's more about your tactics in the game and, you know, how you control it. And you've got 10 minutes. So I think, of course, Commonwealth, like I said to you, like it was a focus for me because it's the one thing that I haven't done yet. So when the opportunity came up, I, of course, I jumped on it. Because what was it like for you in 2018 when other than yourself and Temi, it was largely the GB team that went to the Gold Coast and got the silver medal. And I guess you would have, like a lot of people, watched it on the telly and thought, oh, yeah. I'd like to have been there. I know. I think it was amazing. You know what I mean, I think it was great for players to be there and get that experience and, you know, play at that level. And, you know, it just proves that we have the caliber of players in order to compete at a high level. Regardless of who's there, you know, I think the team was, you know, they had a great team and they, they went and did great things. They got a silver medal. I mean, what more can you ask for? Gold. You know, beating Canada Quite frankly, for them. gold. That's what you could ask for yes, more. that's true. But you look, yeah, but you look at the caliber <laughs> of Australia and it's very different, you know? And I think, like, and they had out there, of course, they had out their top team because they were in the Gold Coast. So they had, like, their best team out. And at the end of the day, like, the girls did an amazing job. It was, it was, it sucked being on the sideline and watching it on TV, but... At the end of the day, I was just proud of what they did. But of course, in my in my head, I was thinking, oh, I wish I could be at the Com Games. Like I would, it's something that I haven't done, and so hopefully now I can take it off my list. What um, what's the adjustments been for you for three X three? Because you know most people would look at your game and say pretty perfectly match for this kind of sport. But you know, having played exclusively five X five most of the time. Um, yeah. how, how have you had to adjust? What's been the little tricks that you've had to nudge your, nudge yourself into? Honestly, you do everything. It's like going back and be doing the opposite of what you're told to do with five on five. That's what I explain to people. Like you don't play help side. You're always denying your player. You score. You've got to run straight. You're straight onto defense. There's no time to just stop. It's literally constant movement and it's reads. And I think from it's great because you have to learn how to adapt in certain situations and I think it could help a lot of players in the five game but it is very different and for me it's like at first I was like I couldn't holding grasp and getting the rebound kicking it out and then just playing you have 12 seconds on the shot clock it's just so fast and I think on five on five you have time you know you have quarters you have time to come back into the game you make runs you come up and down but in this you make runs but it's 10 minutes and it's you have to be on top of your game the whole time. Do you think, I mean, having had that experience of London, and we all sat there, 
10 years ago and we thought this is going to change the game this is going to make a massive difference you know here's our teams playing out there best competition possible and it didn't didn't really change or move, move the needle that much in terms of building the presence of basketball and mm. really shifting the narrative in the sport but this is a sort of different kind of showcase but are you kind of hopeful that maybe even 3x3 but maybe this can make some difference some impact i think with 3x3 it's more it's it's quite entertaining i think because it's 10 minutes you know the attention span of the fans and stuff it's like and it's exciting you know i think a game obviously is exciting i mean i i'm gonna be biased if i said you know i love five on five and i will always love five on five and i don't think 3x3 will ever replace it but i think for people that are maybe don't know basketball like for first timers, it's a great way to introduce them to basketball. And maybe for players that don't have the skill level or the technique or the experience to play five and five, they they could excel in three x three because it's very individually based. So if you're a driver, if you're a shooter, if you're you know like if if you are, I just it's very different. But I think the atmosphere alone is intriguing to people because you know it's it's fun, it's exciting. Those have the music playing, the commentators going the whole time. So I think it can definitely draw people into the game for sure. Are you, are you one of those people embraces the music rather than go, oh, please turn it off? No, actually, they've been pretty decent, to be fair, so I can't complain. <laughs> um, you're 35 years young now. Um, your old chum, yeah. Joe Leedham. I love is, how you is, said is... young. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. 35 is young. Um, your old chum, <laughs> Joe, Joe Leedham's a waltzed off into the, the yeah. basketballing sunset. Um, I mean, this is a box ticked, which is great. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the new job in a minute. And um, do you see yourself internationally speaking continuing for a while yet? You mean GB? Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as I'm playing, I'll play. As long as Chema wants me or whoever's the coach is, I think I will play. Um, just because I think the experience alone. And I think we're kind of in a rebuilding phase right now with GB. So I think it's good to have a mixture of vets and young ones come and still in. And then hopefully the young ones can come and take over. So I think, yes. My answer is yes for this year because obviously I'm playing as well as coaching. Um, so it'll just depend on, you know, what happens in the windows and stuff after that. But for the next upcoming year, yes, I'm available for GB. So new job, new team, new franchise, yes. kind of WBBL, the Caledonia Gladiators. You're going north, not a, a yeah. lot easy when you're from Durham, but you're heading north to the wells <laughs> of Glasgow. Um, yeah. Player assistant coach, how did this all come yeah. about? At the end of the day, I was in Europe last year and I knew it was probably going to be my last year in Europe because it's time I'm ready to, you know, step to the other side of the sideline, honestly. Um, and coaching is something that I've always wanted to do. So I was really, literally just exploring my options. And, you know, this came up and the opportunity arose. And I just thought, well, it's great for me to transition from playing to coaching, to learn from a very experienced coach, to be in a program that's going to try and push the WBBL level. So, you know, I just thought it's a great opportunity for me, especially right now when was I going to go back to Europe? Maybe I had some offers, but I didn't know what I really wanted to do. So it was hard. It was it was a tough decision to make because I think I could still play in Europe, but I didn't really want to at this stage of my career. I think I'm ready to take the next step. And I think the last few years I've like my mentality has changed a little bit. And I think that I'm definitely leaning more towards the coaching side of things. So this opportunity came up and I jumped on it and I'm super excited about it. I mean, obviously it's backed by 
some significant investment from you know people who you know, have got a few quid in their back pocket and they signed you, which is you know is is is, is a statement of intent alongside you know the coach. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do you sense that the aspiration for for the gladiators, you know, who've kind of taken the place of Caledonia Pride, but you know, not will not inherit much of the of their playing base. But do you, do you sense that there's an ambition there to be instantly challenging for honours this season? Oh, I definitely think they're very ambitious. I think that's the whole reason that I've signed with them. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I think that they're not going anywhere. And you know, the conversations that I've had with the club is just they just want to push and want to get better. So I think they're hugely ambitious you know it takes time to build a program things are not going to happen in a year you know and we know that and I think you know it's going to take time for us to get to where we want to be but they're you know they're putting out all the stocks to try and get there so it's exciting times for sure was part of the appeal that there is there is a legitimately a development side to this Mm -hmm. club it's not just the standalone top level professional team but there is there's kids coming through here. There's, you know, kids that totally. may want to Pathway, play pro. Yeah. There's kids that may just want to play for the hell of it. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's huge. I mean, I think any club that you're at, you need to have that pathway coming through, don't you? So I think it's it's great that, you know, they want to develop Scottish basketball as a unit too. And I think, you know, you getting the players in with the WBBL players and giving them that experience and practice every day is huge. So I think for them, it's going to be great. And, you know, we're going to try and push them and develop them as much as we can. You know, there's there's different sides to this. There's a WBL, there's the development of the youth programs. And, you know, because the club is run, it was run on building the youth programs. And now, obviously, we're taking it to the next level with the WBBL. So, of know, course, that's a huge focus. I know you're no stranger to Scotland with your, your infamous camper van. Um, what are you most looking forward to? Is, is is there an iron brew addiction in the works here? Is it going to be tea cakes? What's, what's going to be your new thing? I don't know, you know, I'll have to wait and see when I get up there, but I love Scotland, you know, and I think it's great because it's close to home and, you know, it couldn't have been a better situation for me, if I'm honest. Um, You know, the family can come up and spend time with me and I just think it's a great fit. Honestly, it's perfect timing and I'm just really excited about it. Honestly, I I keep saying this to people and I'm just like, because it's true. I just think they're very ambitious and I'm looking forward to see what we can do. I'll have the Tunnox tea cakes waiting for you. Good luck in Birmingham (laughs) and, uh, you know, (laughs) don't beat the Scots. You know, I'm not going to say anything about that because, you know, I am going to come up there. So I have to be very careful <laughs> with what I say. But no, I'm excited for the games. It's going to be good. Good. Best of luck. Well, finally, let's take a look at Scotland's men. and All Glasgow Rocks line up a foursome who are all part of that Scotland team that came fourth in Australia four years ago. They make Canada, Kenya and Sri Lanka up front. So a good draw on paper for them. Johnny Bunyan, Fraser Malcolm and newly returning Rocks player Cal Jimenez joining player coach Gareth Murray who's likely to become the only person to compete at three Commonwealth Games in basketball. But after so many great experiences with GB and at club level this could be the perfect way for Murray to sign off his playing career. So what do these commie games mean for him? The Commonwealth Games three different completely different scenarios uh, in terms of where I am as a player. The very first one, 2006, like a young guy, 21 years old, trying to make a name for himself, coming up, uh, a late call up, I guess, to the to the roster in 2006. New experience playing for the senior men's team. Then we moved to the 2018, whereas now I've made very, 
got some experience, played in some big tournaments, Eurobasket 2013, Eurobasket 2017, some big competitions for GB. Now I feel like more of a leader of the team, myself and Kieran with a, a lot of experience. Then we completely changed the format. Now we move on to Birmingham, um, where it's the new format for everybody, pretty much. Uh, we played a couple of tournaments, kind of coming to the end of my playing days. Um, all, all relatively different, different experiences, different times in my life, uh, but all very enjoyable. Uh, this, this next one, the Birmingham one, which is another exciting. It's, it's new. It's new. It's fast. It's, it's. Uh, um, fun to watch, fun to play. It's physical, um, quick. Could be some upsets. Teams that maybe you think should win don't win. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's very different playing uh, on a smaller court. Or sometimes I know Birmingham is different. It's got a, it's got a, um, what do we say? A roof over the top of it. I guess you want to call it um, gazebo. So hopefully, it won't be as windy. <laughs> do Do you feel like yeah, you were a bit of a reluctant convert to this about a year ago, but you're much, you know, the tone's much more enthusiastic now. Do you kind of see the potential and the benefit and the, I guess, attraction of the smaller format a bit more now? I can see the attraction to it for sure. Yeah, I've been looking into it. Can I do this? If, I've, if I retire from Final Five, can I do this in the summertime? Can I do this and, and play on the, on tours and and do a bit continue traveling continue playing the game um uh, it's not quite as demanding obviously as a five on five even though it's more intense with quicker games uh, you feel you don't feel completely dead after you play the full game you know multiple games in a day is difficult but uh just the one game is, is, is someone that you see the guys that play three on three are usually a little bit older um but yeah, no, definitely. They've converted me. They've converted me for sure. Uh, I enjoy playing it. You've had two years as a player coach at the Rocks, obviously. I mean, the three, three is a bit different in that the coach isn't there on the sideline as in the same sort of sense. Does it give you a little bit of an advantage that you're the coach, but you know you can be in the huddle and in the court? Yeah, for sure. A huge advantage. A huge advantage. Um, a huge advantage because, like, the coaches don't coach when the in the three on three. You don't have any interaction with the players throughout the game. The referees even give warnings if the if the coaches are shouting to to the players during the game. So, a huge advantage. I can, I've been doing it for two years, like you say, playing with these guys. With this team, it's a little bit different because we have the chemistry. We've played each other uh, with each other for a number of years anyway, so we kind of know each other. We we rely on our team chemistry. Maybe rather than our uh, skill, um, but it's definitely a huge advantage for me because we can talk and I, I can sub as well. So I can sit on the side and I can watch and see what is going on, and I can go then speak to the guys and say, "Look, we're, this is what's really working for us, or this is not doing so well, or maybe we should let's try to shoot some more uh, layups and shooting threes." You know, those type of things. But a huge benefit uh, being able to play a coach. It is a. Almost an all rocks lineup. Whether we can say it's officially an all rocks lineup because Cal Jimenez is signed, Johnny and Johnny's not yet quite signed, Fraser's not yet quite signed, you're signed. You know, it's all over the place. But as we let, let's call it an all rocks lineup. But you know, you've got yeah. the three of you have played together. You know, for numerous seasons. Cal was at the twenty eighteen Gold Coast, and 
And then during the course of the year, there were little practices here and there, particularly ahead of the qualifying tournament. I mean, do you feel that there's there is a style there that you can exploit, as you say, against those teams that you know have, have played together this summer, but maybe haven't had the same prep? Yeah, for sure. No, like definitely. Um, a lot of what we do is off of instinct, and know what we know what our strengths and weaknesses are. We don't expect somebody to do something they can't do. Um, with this, so we we play a lot of each other. Um, like I said, team chemistry is huge for us. We know each other's what. Like we know that Johnny Bunyan's probably not going to beat his man off the dribble and get a layup. So we got to figure <laughs> out ways to get him, to get to get him the ball in position where he's where he's he's the best, which is an open three or or he's catching the ball on the move where he's got maybe one dribble pull up you know like we know each other's games and we know what type of sets or type of things we need to run for each other to get people going though if someone is going we know where to put, give them the ball and what, where their strengths are so yeah that's that's the biggest strength for us uh, some of these other teams might have more talent individual talent but uh, i think as a as a group as a whole i think we we're we're uh, very well connected um we know what type of defense we're running we know um who can do what is I think that's huge. I think that's huge for us. You've mentioned at least twice there has been a big hint twice. That's that's address the elephant in the room. You talked about end of the career. You've been talking about this, you can back and forth and is there a decision? Is this is this retirement? Is this the big fond farewell on the on the outdoor court of Smithfield and Birmingham? Um most likely. Most likely. I think uh, if I want to do the coaching thing properly and I, I thought about this many ways different different ways of thinking about this obviously i would love to keep playing playing basketball like a lot of people tell me nate rank is one of them who said play to the wheels fall off play just to enjoy playing enjoy playing like you can't get that time back but if i want to take this coaching seriously and i want to like progress and that and and at the same time whenever most of the time that i'm bringing these these players in they've never had a player coach before it's all new to them. The most of the time they're going to be rookies or one or two year pros. It's all new experience for them coming to the league. They you throw in with the four other Scottish guys that are in the league. It's a new experience for them. Um, and then you know, once again throw in the player coach. It's 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 too much. It's not normal of what people are used to from the, maybe the college system or you don't do it anywhere really around the world or you've got a player coach at this level. So I uh, if, I think it would be different if I was returning a majority of the squad each year, like Fab used to do. I think that could be possible to continue because everybody knows kind of what your role is. But doing it with a brand new roster every year um, is definitely not, it's not um, the best scenario. So yes, this probably will be my last tournament. Probably I might continue playing the three on three, five on five. I think for sure is finished. Um, I want to I want to show and prove that I can coach five v five. I can be on the sideline. I don't have to set myself and put myself in the game, set myself in the game to uh, anymore. I can just do it from the sideline. Will that mean wearing a suit and getting a beard cut? <clears throat> Some trousers and a polo and uh, a beard trim. Let's <laughs> not go too far. Let's not go too far. I mean, does it does it sentimentally does it make it a little bit sweeter, easier, whatever way you want to put it, to go out with something like this rather than I don't know, say a you know a, 
a playoff quarterfinal or whatever. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, back in, uh, I don't know when it was, 2014, maybe, after the last Commonwealth Games, the Glasgow Commonwealth Games where basketball wasn't included, I was like, all right, basketball's going back to Australia. Let me see if I can hold on. I'll be 33 years old, see if I can play in the 2018 Commonwealth. Like, that was like a big thing for me then. I kind of hold on to something to be able to body hold up, blah, blah, blah. And then come along and another four years after that, after the Gold Coast, okay, can I hold on again as, as a body? And then they put it to three on three. I said, oh, yeah, for sure, I can I can do this. Um, to finish with the Commonwealth Games would be great. My third one, um, I was going to maybe announce earlier in the summer that I was going to retire, but I hadn't really 100% thought about it. But for now, yeah, I think, I think this will be it. What will you miss most about playing? I like playing basketball. I like playing basketball. I like just competing. Uh, I like I like practice. Um, the 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 bond you get with the other players on the team. All um, oh, the playing cards with the guys, like all that type of stuff. You're gonna yeah. I miss that stuff. Even when there's a player coach, I play I play some cards with the guys every now and again. But it's not regular. Really. It's not it's not that team bonding you get with the with the, the full team. You know, but when you're the coach, you have to step away from all that and. Uh, maybe the 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 preseason, you know, you're going, I don't know, bowling, paintballing, going out for team dinner, like that. That team nights out, I'll probably that'll be the the thing I miss the most, obviously, uh, that type of side of it. Um, but I, I like playing basketball. I still, I feel like I could still compete at a high level. But like I said, if I want to do this properly, I want to do it the right way. I want to prove and and move on with my coaching career and and show that I can be. I can coach, basically. So for, this, for two years. So for this last for two one, years, but... <laughs> for this last one, first round group, Canada, Kenya, Sri Lanka, decent draw. Um, you guys got to the the bronze medal game in five on five, four years ago. Of course, beating England famously on way. I don't think Kieran Achara has shut up about it since. Um, what's the ambition here? Um, to be honest, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 how good are we at three or three? We'll find out. We've had a couple of competitions already. We had the, t- the tournament in Ireland that we won. We were just there in the Netherlands at the weekend. We played another tournament we won. How good are we at three on three? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what these other teams. It's very, it's very much not. You don't really know what these other teams are bringing. We know England. We know Australia. We know New Zealand. These guys are playing regular uh, tournaments. These other teams, we don't know. I don't know. I have no clue what type of players they're bringing. Um, you can look on the website and see the names of the players. You can take it and do a bit of research to find out. But like, there's so much uncertainty with the three on three. You don't know how much competition they've actually played because I've not seen anywhere the them actually playing. So, as expectations for Scotland, um, can we top the group? And there's maybe a goal for us to start with, for sure. Try and try and win our games. What's the team that Canada's bringing? We don't know, um, but for sure, I think with our team chemistry, um, we've got four guys that play professional basketball. Uh, we're competitive. Uh, we, we never give up. We'll never we'll never go down without a fight. Um, I think I think that's that's the start anyway. Um, I don't know how far we'll get in the tournament. I don't, I, I wouldn't. I don't have any expectations right now, to be honest with you. Other than to leave it out on the floor and then walk away. Exactly. 
into the sunset. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We wish you well exactly. for, for a happy ending. Thank you. So that is our look at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. They start on Friday. Group games in 3x3 over the weekend. Quarter and semi-finals on Bank Holiday Monday. The medal games on Tuesday afternoon and evening. It's live in the BBC and we'll keep you right up to date with it all on MVP via our social media channels. That's it for this edition. Head to mvp247.com as ever if you want to catch up on what else has been happening in the world of hoops. Duro Basket, of course, just a month away now and we'll be in Milan to bring you full coverage of that one with GB Men. You can also follow me or reach out that Twitter at Mark Britbull. But for me, Mark Woods, thanks as always for listening to the MVP cast, and we'll see you again soon.